and welcome to Weird Parents, a podcast where we talk about how weird it is being a parent. My name's Sammy, I'm on Instagram at Pop Punk Pets and Parenthood, and I'm joined as per usual by the husband, Coop. Good afternoon, good morning, it's, and it's, good night. It's, it's an evening. Oh, well, yeah, but we, we don't know when the little listener's listening, do we? The little listener. Yeah, our little friend. All right, Truman. <laughs> we today have got a jam-packed episode a jam-packed episode we've got quite a lot to get in mm-hmm. um we've got part two of our past life regression chat yeah you can listen to episode one now if you've got you know an hour spare before you listen to this one we've got a very special dm that came into the show a week or two ago oh yeah <laughs> which sammy witnessed in real time i did i did <laughs> yeah um, and we've also got a little update um, from The Boy from Barra, that documentary that we, we watched. Yeah. Um, we've got his mum. She sent us a little message because mm. she, she couldn't come onto the show, unfortunately, for health reasons. Um, but she did send us a few messages. Um, and Answering just, some questions. Yeah, and just let us know some of the answers, which is really good. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll let you know throughout the episode. Let's get crack-a-lacking. And as always, if you like what we do here on the Weird Parents Podcast, you can follow us on Instagram, you can follow us on Twitter, you can subscribe to us on your favourite podcast app. And we're on Facebook now. Oh, we're on Facebook as well. Give us a little like if mm. that's your thing. Um, <laughs> if Snapchat. That, if that's your thing, that's what floats your boat. <laughs> we're not on Snapchat. Snapchat, Bebo. No. MySpace. No. no, that's it. That's it for oh, now. MySpace. But um, yeah, just make sure you follow us so you don't miss an episode on your favourite podcast app. Yep. Rate and review us if you can. Please. All that good shit. All right. Let's do this. So, let's go back a week or two. Okay. And you're monitoring our Instagram. Oh. For some reason. No, I just got a little notification on my phone that we'd got a DM. Someone had slid into our DMs. <laughs> Slithered right in. Slithered right in. No, we. Um, I think it was on one of the Bing episodes I said... Look, if anyone's got any shout outs, just just send us a DM and we'll yeah. shout you out. Whoever yeah. you are, we don't care. Yeah, that was it. And uh, it was around April Fool's time, actually, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was the day before April Fool's Day, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it must yeah. have been. Yeah, so you, because you... that was the first question was, <laughs> we're this... just checking, is this an April Fool's? <laughs> <laughs> but it was a really nice message, wasn't it? It was a lovely message. The, the Yeah, the beginning was really lovely and it told a really sweet story. Um, this lady, unfortunately, had been diagnosed with cancer, hadn't she? And she said that our podcast, listening to it, had helped get her through sort of the chemo side of things and the treatment side of things and that she was doing a lot better. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then she proceeded to tell a story of like her trousers falling down, wasn't it? Yeah. So she was, she, she lives in America. Yeah. She used to live in the UK. So this is Sarah Reynolds from Reynolds Family Adventures. And she said, she's just letting us know that she had one of the most embarrassing moments of her life a few months ago um, and thought that we'd like to hear it because, you know, that's what we're all about, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Those embarrassing parenting moments. Mm-hmm. Um, she works in the military and the base that she was stationed on uh, were holding like a, a family fun day mm-hmm. kind of thing to show families around. Yeah. Um, and she was doing a bit of a, you know, like a obstacle course drill uh-huh. um, just to show all the families, you what know, what, what's going on. Um, but when she was doing some demonstration of a combat obstacle course in front of the whole crowd, she ripped her trousers and they fell down. So her butt was on show to everyone at the uh, demonstration. So that was the story. And I sort of read, but 
the way it worked is the first message was, you know, saying, you know, that she really enjoyed the podcast and everything. And then it was a picture of her bottom <laughs> just came through. Yeah, and then so that like, story. You're about to reply like, I oh, this is this is so sweet. Oh, I'm really glad started, that you're doing. I'm really glad that you're doing better. You know, cancer's fucking evil. This this yeah. really sucks. Um, and then an ass pick just slid <laughs> yeah. in. I literally started typing the reply, and I don't know if anyone is on TikTok, but it, all that play, all that went through my brain is it's like I was typing away, and then suddenly the bum pitch came out, and I was like, "Well, you'll close it." <laughs> it was very nice bottom, very lovely bottom. Can I say what an ass? Are you a connoisseur of asses? I feel no, I'm not a connoisseur of asses, <laughs> but I feel I can appreciate that that is a very nice bottom. Um, but it was such a nice bottom that it made us go. Is this an April Fool's? Because that is that is a fan ass like that. It's not a not a bog standard bum. Yeah, you passed it over to me, and you're like, "Can you reply to this?" Yeah, I just <laughs> I literally deleted it. I was like, I, "I don't quite know how to reply to this." And then the actual story came through. Yeah, and we were like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> right." And then she reassured us that it's not an April Fool's joke. Yeah. But yeah, if you're listening, you do have a very nice bum. <laughs> Two thumbs up from Sammy. Two thumbs up for the bum. <laughs> <laughs> Not up the bum. <laughs> but yeah, she says her kids are still mortified by the whole thing. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I can imagine. Yeah. I'd, I'd hope her husband ran over and sort of helped her. But well, she just I th- said I he think just she took sorted a photo. Out. I think she sorted it out herself. Oh, that's good. She just said he ran over, he just took a photo. <laughs> yeah. Okay. A little update then since our last... Um, episode on past lives. Mm-hmm. I think it was around spooky season, wasn't it? We it did was. we children's did past lives. We did it as part of the spooky season. You bought me the Jim Tucker book. I did. For Christmas, wasn't it? In our Christmas episode. Yep. Uh, Return to Life by Jim B. Tucker. Yep. It's the extraordinary cases of children who remember past lives. So I've read the book. Yeah. Yeah. I read it cover to cover. Mm-hmm. It's really bloody good. Did you really enjoy it? Enjoy- yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's, it's not my thing at all. Mm. It's like a, it's not a scientific book. It's like a spiritual, yeah, almost like a philosophical one. Yeah, he kind of says right at the beginning, this book is is like it's, yeah, he is denoting the cases, but he's more interest he's more interested in the afterlife and the the spiritual discussions around it mm. rather than trying to prove that past lives are a thing. Yeah, he's like he's just using the cases as a basis for his own, I guess, model or arguments okay. towards the end of the book. Yeah, so. Yeah, Dr. Jim B. Tucker, he's a doctor of psychiatry, children's psychiatry. That's cool. He takes on the work of some guy called even, uh, some guy called Ian Stevenson. You were about to say even Stevens. Even Stevenson. <laughs> um, yeah, even, I'm almost said it again. Ian Stevenson is like his predecessor and he's like taking on, he took on his work basically. Right, to, I see. So he's like, continuing it. Yeah, to continue all those cases. Mm-hmm. So like two thirds of the book, is all those cases. Yeah. And then the last third uh-huh. is kind of like um, his conclusion, yeah, his like cool. argument for it. Okay. It's really bloody good. Yeah. Yeah. He's, you know, you, it's really, I guess, rare in like a spiritual book to find someone who's a bit more detached and not, he's not giving you the answers. He's, he's kind of like, he's working through it himself because he, mm. does, he doesn't know the answers. He, he's got all these cases yeah. and he's trying to find a way to rationalise it at the end of the book. Yeah. So yeah, he's, I mean, he's very kind of like agnostic with the whole thing. He's okay. saying it could be this, it could be that. I yeah. don't know. So having read the whole thing, do you believe in past lives? 
Well, he makes a really, really compelling argument at the end. May, I'll talk about that in a bit, I think, because just believing in past lives is like, is too reductive, I think. His argument is like on a lot, like about the universe in general. Okay. So it's not just about past lives existing. Okay. His whole argument at the end of the book is about how the universe has these weird little moments that happen. Yeah. Um, and they see, uh, like, because humans are all connected. Yeah. We're all connected by nature, connected mm-hmm. by our consciousness. You know, we all drink the same water. It all gets recycled, all this kind of stuff. We're all connected in some way. Mm. And past lives are just, it's just consciousness, ah. like seeping into each other. Oh, it's giving me avatar feelings. Yeah, a little bit like <laughs> Like that like tree that, that they all yeah. get plugged into. <laughs> <clears throat> it's a bit like that. And yeah, it's, no, it's a really good ah, kind of argument at the end. I'll talk about that in a bit. But okay. basically this Jim Tucker guy, mm-hmm. he's just like a really adorable man. He's <laughs> just, just a really adorable man. Yeah, like that's, that's, that's just the vibe that I get from him, from reading it. He like, gives, gives you adorable man vibes. Yeah, he just because he's like very neutral about the whole thing. Okay, well, it's quite um, nice though, isn't it? Because the thing I hate most about stuff like like books like that is they're just like ramming their opinion down your throat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he he says in the book it's almost like his unpaid hobby. Like it's, he's obviously made money out of it now, right? Mm. Writing books and doing documentaries. Yeah, and being he's like the go to guy for this kind of thing. But he always saw it as like an unpaid hobby okay. to start with because it he's a psychiatrist. He wasn't like an investigative spiritualist or whatever. Uh, yeah. So okay. yeah, it's like, it was his hobby to start with, but he's, he's kind of turned it into his, like his thing and him being the book, the go-to guy for it. Yeah. Good for him. I guess I'll talk about some of the cases. Do you want to hear about some of the cases? I guess. You are really excited about this, aren't you? Why, why'd you say that? You're just like really like, oh yeah. This, I read yeah. the whole fucking book, man. Yeah, I know. I to... And you're like telling me all about like John Tucker being your best mate. Jim Tucker. Jim Tucker, sorry. Yeah. I just keep thinking of John Tucker must die. <laughs> <laughs> Jim yeah. Tucker must live. Jim Tucker must live. Must live on in some past life. Little man. He must be reincarnated. Yeah. Go on, tell yeah. me about the cases because anyway, I can see I w- the excitement behind <laughs> your eyes. I won't talk about too much because because like, I'm laying down right that's, now. That's the bit that didn't really interest me. Like the cases were fine. There's like he even says himself. He's like, oh, there's evidence for past lives and all this kind of stuff. But like, it's too. You can't get your arms around it. It's too like wriggly. Okay. If you know what I mean, like, no. <laughs> well, you can't, you can't like prove it, can you? It's no. Well, it's like proof of life after, after life. death. Yeah, yeah, it's all that. Like he says, it's just too wriggly. Like he, his, please tell me you use the word wriggly. No, he didn't. I, I said that. <laughs> but like, here's the evidence. You, you make your own mind up. Okay. I don't even know myself. He says. Fair enough. So, like, the first case in the book is um, about a kid called Patrick Aww, in America. Patrick. Um, and he. He had a brother called Kevin, the older brother, mm. had cancer. Um, and he died, unfortunately. That's very sad. When the Patrick was very young. Okay. Um, but the mum started to notice that Patrick, mm. the younger kid, started to limp like his brother when he was ill. Oh. Um, he also started to go blind in one eye or he had some kind of like corneal um, thing going on in his eye, which like his brother started to go and she was like oh this is like strangely connected i hope he hasn't got like cancer or anything yeah he was all clear Mm. um he also had a birthmark where um his older brother used to have treatments targeted that's really spooky 
So, yeah, there was all these weird things. But he was alive when the older brother was alive. Yeah, but he was really young. I think he was a baby. Maybe like one or two years old. Wow, okay. So, yeah, there's all these like, like, it's just uncanny, this one. Like it says in the book, like, they talk about going to the zoo and stuff, but he'd mm-hmm. never been to the zoo. Um, okay. the o- only the older brother had. And wow. like, you know, past houses they lived in that he wouldn't know anything about. He was talking about them and relatives and things like that. He just had all this knowledge mm. of things that only the older brother knew. Yeah. Because he was too young to know okay. all these things. And like, I think it mentions like a bath toy as well that his brother used to play with that was like long gone. But this wow. kid knew about it as well. Oh, how like up upsetting and confusing for the parents. Like, and also how much of that had he picked up from... You know, if the parents were mourning, they probably played videos of him and photos and stuff. So maybe it might have been he was just mimicking things, do you think? I mean, that's always the case, isn't it? You never really know how much input the parents have and how much they encourage this kind of stuff. Even if they're doing it indirectly, especially when it comes to mourning, mourning a child, for God's sake. Like, you know, everybody mourns differently. But I think the the thing that ties this one together is is the birthmark. That and, is, that's strange. And the strange things going on with his health that weren't related to cancer in the end. Mm. But yeah, they were kind of like eerily similar. Connected. Anyway, yeah, that's the first case in the book. Okay. That's quite interesting. That is that interesting. One. But also um, can see where it may have come from. Although the health things are weird and yeah, the birthmark thing's weird. But like potentially, potentially could have been things picked up, especially if the parents were mourning the loss of a child. Yeah. And well, that's the thing that got him interested in, Jim Tucker got him interested in the cases because this is his first one. Right. Okay. Um, so he also went to Asia as well, because mm-hmm. that's where most of the cases that his predecessor were, yeah. worked on. That's uh-huh. where he got most of them from Asia. Cause okay. obviously they leave, they believe in reincarnation over there a lot more and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So it's a bit more influential Mm -hmm. i guess on the children Mm -hmm. so this one made me laugh it was um a boy from thailand okay northeast thailand uh his name was juta um and he believed that he was his his uncle who died oh okay his uncle died in a car crash or something Uh um and he just like took on the personality of his uncle Um, right but had he met his uncle uh yeah i think he had met him okay but like he just took on what his uncle was like and all his habits and mannerisms. Right. And the family were like, this is weird, but they just kind of entertained it. So much so that he would like pour drinks for everyone, like alcoholic drinks. How old was this kid? Uh, I think he's five, oh, it says wow. here. But it was like from a really young age, it okay. started. Um, so he, another child that lost a family member very young. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. And I think even at his age of two, mm-hmm. he'd like pour himself a little glass of whiskey. Oh my and drink God. It. <laughs> And drink Jesus. it, and the parents like let him drink it because they assumed he was what? the uncle. But it's the body of a two-year-old. <laughs> I know, God. but yeah. And then one day, he just stopped, just stopped doing it. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I feel like we just shouldn't really. Okay, I'm all for like reincarnation, but let's not allow two-year-olds to drink whiskey, please. Yeah, I think he did give that up eventually. Oh, he gave it up. I'm but glad. it sounds like it went on for a long time. I hope, he, I hope he'd got his uh, addiction under control before he went to play school. Yeah, it mentions whiskey and beer that he oh used goodness. to drink as a, a, a as young an infant, kid. Yeah, as, an as infant. a literal kid. Right. Yeah, but like the the age for drinking alcohol in this country. Don't. It's not two. <laughs> in Daniel. your own home. No, it's five, isn't it? What? In your own home. Shut up. Yeah. No, it's not. It is. We can't buy it, obviously, but I, I think a five year old can drink alcohol. 
Are you kidding me? We've got to find this out. We've got to check this stat. Where's your phone? Live research. Live research. No, I fail to believe this is true. I think for legal, um, for like legality, I think it's five years old. Legality? Yeah. Who's letting five-year-olds drink beer? Hang on a minute. Fucking legends. What? No, I'm joking. <laughs> Daniel, age. Abusive people. Can you drink at home? Drink in your own home. It is illegal to sell alcohol to anyone aged under 18 or for under 18s to buy or attempt to buy alcohol. However, children aged Fuck me. Five to 16 are legally allowed to drink alcohol at home or on other private premises. It is illegal to give kids under the age of five alcohol. Oh, so yeah. So you can give a six-year-old alcohol. Yeah, don't, don't fucking give it to a four-year-old, but a five-year-old, absolutely fine. That is insane. So maybe they're a bit more lax in Thailand as well. What the... I just... That's, that's so two-year-olds blown my can mind. drink in Thailand. That has blown my mind. I know. What the fuck is the... Like, what... What use could a five-year-old have? Why like, have that as a bloody law? It just like just keep it too. You can only drink it even in your own home. At like, well, actually, now I'm thinking back to my teenage years. Sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucked up. <laughs> in a field, Tusker Valley vodka. Whoop. Okay, so that was Juta from Thailand, and okay. the only other one I was going to talk about is the boy from Barra. Yeah, that's in this book. Yeah, obviously Jim Tucker was in the documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, the Boy Who Lived Before, was it called? Yes, I believe so. We spoke about it in the last episode. Yeah, it is a good documentary if you haven't seen it. Do yeah, watch it. do check it out on YouTube. Um, there, really, there wasn't much else in the book that wasn't in the doc. It pretty much covers everything. Yeah. The only thing the book goes into more detail about is that he, he like, nailed the names. He got he the did. names completely right. Yeah. Um, of the past family, the Robertsons. Mm. And I don't... In the documentary, it said, like... Oh, there there wasn't any Robertsons, but it turned out there actually was. They just holidayed there. I think I thought it said that in the documentary because that he was remembering a plane landing, wasn't he? Yeah, something like that. Like landing on the beach, and then there, didn't they research into it? And it would have been a like a pri- a small private jet to get to the island. Oh, I can't remember now. But yeah, it would make Off sense. Off my head, but yeah, essentially the book just like makes it you know, goes into a bit more detail about how right he was and how on the nose. Mm. The only, I think it was the first names he didn't get right. That, right. Was, that was it out of all of it. Yeah. So it was like eerily close. Yeah. Um, and just like his description of it, when they would go and visit it, it's so scary. Yeah. And you can see like vivid, you could see like how he is physically like emotional, isn't he? Like he's obviously emotional seeing it. Yeah. He's kind of like, he's like almost tormented, isn't he? Or, yeah. You know, he just goes really quiet as soon as he gets to the island, uh, as mm. soon as he gets to the house, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. But um, the thing that the book points out a little bit is about Cameron, who's the little boy in it. Um, they said you typically see this in kids that dissociate or have dissociative orders. Yeah. Um, and he, you know, he scored a one on the scale. So one out right. of 12, which was really low. Uh-huh. Um, so they were like, well, he doesn't, he has no signs of dissociation. Yeah. Like, where is he coming up with all this kind of iman- imaginative stuff? Because the family didn't entertain the idea. They they didn't really know about the existence of Barra that much either. And yeah. They've never mentioned it before, anything like that. So mm. 
it was just a really curious one, that one. Um, and also he scored really low on being a suggestible kid as well. So he wasn't it's like really a, strange, isn't a kid it? you could persuade. Yeah. Because that was what we've mentioned in the last episode. Kind of like, oh, it, you know, these kids could just be encouraged by parents. Well, like in, even indirectly, like if you've got a kid that's really susceptible to, you know, changes in their environment or changes in the way their parents act towards them or like they just sit there in silence and listen to things their parents are saying, like it could happen. So, I managed to hunt down Norma, yep. who's the mum of Cameron. You did indeed. From Glasgow. Now, um, you've kept all of the, her answers secret from me for this episode. I oh, have haven't, I? I okay. haven't read them. Okay, well, here we go. Mm. Um, yeah, she's from Glasgow. Um, unfortunately, she couldn't be a guest on the pod because she's having some health problems, mm. um, especially with her speech as well. So, she was just very happy to answer yeah. um, in the DMs. Yeah. So... Yeah, she's uh, very nice of her. Thank you very much. Yeah, she did originally agree, and then she said, "Oh no, I'm having the health issues." So, mm. I hope you're doing well, Norma, if you are listening to yeah. this. But um, yeah, I just wanted to catch up with her, find out, you know, what's happened almost twenty years on, fifteen years on. Yeah. Um, what's the update? Because mm. I think Cameron, obviously, it happens to all the kids. They get a little bit older. They just completely forget yeah, all of it. Got, like no recollection of it. Yeah. So obviously that happened to him, but he's going to be like twenty years old now, yeah. or something like that. I didn't want to be too invasive and ask him to come on or anything like that. Yeah. It's like he was a kid. He was like five. Yeah. So I first asked, I said, how would you describe your parenting journey so far? You know, we always ask our guests yeah. that. How weird or surreal has parenting been for you? Mm. Um, she said, yes, parenting has been very weird and also very hard. Um, it's very strange to hear your son plead for you to take him to his other mum. Yeah. Especially when he has another far- a family in Barra. Um, he would get really upset and it was really hard that he used to say that his, he missed his family. That's really heartbreaking. Could you imagine? Imagine yeah. B being like, when was he my other daddy? Yeah, and he always said he wanted his Barra mum. Oh. From the Isle of Barra. Oh, that hurts my heart so much. Yeah, so she was, it was very hard yeah. and very weird, she said. And I said, what do you remember about the first time Cameron mentioned it? Mm. Um, and she just said it was that he wanted his Barra mum and she had no idea what he was on about. Um, That's kind of where the whole thing started um, when he was about two or three years old. Oh, my goodness. So young as well. Yeah, and especially, like, to entertain it. Because you kind of, when they're that young, you almost have to go along with it. Yeah. Because that's a real emotion that he was feeling, a real feeling. It's exactly like B coming out and saying something like that. Mm. We'd try and be like, what are you talking about? But, yeah, like, also, if they're getting that upset about it, you want to sort of get to the comfort root, them. comfort them and get to the root of the cause as mm. well so i asked her looking back looking back after all this time what's your personal belief or theory about cameron's past life mm. or reincarnation in general and she just said you know i'm still a bit baffled by it all it wasn't if it wasn't reincarnation how did he know all these things i hadn't ever heard of barra but he was so persistent his dad said to me that if i took him there he would have nothing to do with it which he stuck to to this day but I had to take him because of how yeah. upset he was. Yeah. I don't regret it at all because all Cameron wanted was to be believed. Because, mm. like, you know, whether it was real or not, Cameron felt it was real, felt it was I guess, real. in and a way. he was clearly getting, like, visually upset by it. Yeah, and he needed, like, a, a remedy, Yeah, I guess, for it, didn't he? He needed something to alleviate. Yeah. Um, even if, you know, whatever it is, whether it's mm. reincarnation or whatever, it was an emotional thing that he was going through. Yeah. So I asked, what do you remember about the time after the documentary? How much did the visit help Cameron process his feelings? 
Mm. Norma said the visit was amazing for him. He kept saying, I told you it was true. He did say once that we were home, he thought his family would have been there. Oh. Her dad, who wasn't very happy about it, said it was the best thing that I had done for him and said that Cameron was like a different boy once he came back. Really? So some kind of closure yeah. when he came back. Well, it's sad, isn't it? Because he's almost thinking what's happening, where are his family? So maybe actually going there and seeing that they're not really there anymore. Yeah. Maybe allowed him to, that, that part of him to move on. And make, like, make sense of it, I guess. Yeah. Um, I said, what about closure for you as a mum? Mm. And she said, I still have so many questions, but I felt like I got my son back. Yeah. That was the main thing for her. Um, and that's all that matters in the end, she said. I asked I asked her about as well, like, when did he start to forget? You know, does mm-hmm. he still mention it now as an adult? She said, well, people still remind him because the documentary is still around. Yeah. Um, it gets shown in schools as well a yeah. lot of the time. Yeah. Um, so it's never really left his life, but mm. he doesn't, like, really remember much about it. doesn't recall any of it. So it hasn't fully gone away, but we don't really talk about it now because it's, it's, it's just old history, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You don't need to. Because even if it wasn't, you know, real reincarnation or whatever. She, as a mum, dealt with her child's emotions that he was feeling, didn't she? So it's good. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And I asked her, I said, like, has anyone, you know, have you got any, like, parting words? Like, have you, has anyone ever messaged you? Has anyone ever got in contact about a similar thing happening to them? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what what are your parting words, I guess, for our listeners um, before we, you know, call it a day? Yeah. Um, so Norma just said, I would say you need to always listen to your child, especially if they're persistent. And one thing I hope I have taught my boys is that no matter what, I will listen to them and help the best I can. This is more common than we realise, this past life thing. If you want to ask anything else, just message me and I hope it all goes well on the podcast. Oh, bless her. Thank you, Norma. Thank you so much. Yeah. It was lovely. And what a lovely <laughs> thing to say that, you've, you know, listening to your kids is so important. It really is. Yeah. Massively so. And I think in this day and age as well, not many people do listen to their kids. No, and acknowledge mm-hmm. the feeling. We were talking about on the Bing episode, yeah. didn't we? Like acknowledge, acknowledge what they were feeling yeah. and, and all that kind of stuff. Even if it isn't real to them, it's real. It is real because it's like, it's happening to their body, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, the emotion's a, real, the feeling's it's, real. It's like a flood of, of something going yeah. through their body, isn't it? Yeah. Whether it's real or not. See, I'm like, I'd love, I'm not like wanting it to happen, but I'd love for some creep, I'd love for B to say something creepy. It's so common, isn't it? I see it on Twitter all the time. People talking about creepy things their kids, kids have see, said. Kids saying creepy things about past lives or go, seeing ghosts or. Yeah. I just can't wait for it. Like I told you, like I'm a big uh, fan of the Morbid podcast and um, Elena, one of the presenters on that, her youngest daughter started talking about a skeleton a skeleton in a in her room but she's like it's okay mum he's a nice guy <laughs> and <laughs> Mr. I think skeleton. Miss skeleton and he's a nice guy and I think it's so so adorable and I'm always like oh B do you have a skeleton in your room she's just like no but she did the other day I told you didn't I when I pulled into a car park no we pulled into a car park in Bournemouth and I got her out of the car seat and she stood there and she just looked around and went ghosts in here <laughs> And I was like, sorry, she went, ghosts, like Halloween. I was like, okay. <laughs> and I was looking around and that was it. And she just got in the pram and we were fine. Yeah. We went on our way. And I was like, okay, kid. Kids know stuff, don't they? 
they yeah, know but stuff. I, I was like, but like, how, but she thinks of ghosts as like little white sheet things, little cute things. So I don't know if she saw a fucking plastic bag and a brush yeah. or something on the way past <laughs> or what. But she just said it. So she'd been really quiet as I got her out of the car, and then she just went ghost, ghost yeah. in it. I was like, okay. I saw one on Twitter today where um, someone's kid said like they ran into their bedroom. They're like, oh, there's a boy in my room. Ooh. Help! I think he's really sick. <laughs> that's terrifying terrifying yeah I've heard this is like again on the movie because some of the listener tales of like things people remember seeing as kids it's just gives me sixth sense vibes oh yeah Yeah. that traumatised you as a kid that traumatised me as a kid it really did that movie I should not have watched as a child okay just to cover off all the Jim Tucker shit yeah for your love of your new love my new love well I think like I can say goodbye to this part of my life. Now, okay. I've read the book, understand it all. Mm-hmm. And the conclusion is long, man. It's like, yeah, as I said, it's like a third of the book. Um, and it's him working through like his argument, I guess. And that's the most interesting thing about all of it is that he, he relates it all back to quantum physics right. in a way, which I know nothing about. He does really well of explaining certain um, elements to quantum physics at a quantum level and stuff yeah. in it so that it I guess it makes sense for the layman and I I double checked it I with, was gonna say you <laughs> double checked it with our friend didn't yeah, you yeah Dr Paul Cross who is um, he's basically Sheldon Cooper <laughs> why'd you say that because he gets really annoyed when people call him Sheldon Cooper from <laughs> Big Bangs it's physics he looks a lot like Keanu Reeves and Adam Driver as well he looks like Keanu Reeves and Adam Driver had a baby yeah a little gothic baby <laughs> yeah so he's a very beautiful gentleman um yeah i cross-checked some of it with him he said oh yeah there's some good points in it I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute but yeah it has been cross-checked with a physicist mm-hmm. um but essentially what his argument at the end of the book is as i was saying before is that consciousness so like you know the conscious thought of of beings yeah is a universe in itself. Right. And it's all connected. So yeah, that, that's like a realm that is connected. So humans are all connected. Like we are, we're connected by particles, energy. Right. We're connected by consciousness in general, Mm because without someone to experience the universe, Mm -hmm. does it exist? Does it actually exist? It's like the whole tree falling in a forest thing. Yeah. If no one's around to hear it, does it exist? Yeah. Because like, if there's nothing to observe, this is the same in quantum physics, there's nothing around to observe an event. Mm-hmm. It's almost like it hasn't happened. It's a it's a probable event. Yeah. But it, then I was saying... Like that, Schrodinger's cat, yeah, the thought experiment. Yeah. But then when we were talking about this before, I was saying, but we can see the effects of things, can't we? Like, without visually seeing it happen, we can see the effects... So, for example, we could plant a seed, yeah, leave it, not watch it, but it will grow. So yeah. we know it will have been growing even without us like being consciously aware of it growing at the time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes sense because at the end, that's still like a an area then, of observation. Or, yeah, exactly. But then, or is it still you're conscious of it because in your mind you plant that seed and you're like, that's going to grow. Basically, what Dr. Paul Cross told me... <laughs> Is that you can usually you can usually use the word quantum physics 
and replace it with the word magic and it just tends to yeah. it tends to work out in okay. that way right so basically in jim tucker's conclusion he's talking about a lot of magic so what he let me so what he's saying is that all of our consciousness is connected and that maybe children are more susceptible to picking up other people's consciousness yes things so that are seeping having, like leftover energies like yeah. things that are seeping so into their consciousness playbacks yeah of people's lives or whether other people's in, consciousness. Whether it's in the same universe or another one that's yeah, eating, whatever it is. Yeah, I've heard this theory before because that's yeah. very similar to the theory of when people see quote-unquote ghosts, are they actually just seeing reserved energy? Yeah. Like projecting itself. And there's theories, isn't there, that the reason you get certain places that are so haunted usually has something to do with the fact that that area has held energy or it's made of a certain material that holds a type of energy and then just releases it in like sporadically yeah and it's like tunneling through mm. i guess a little bit consciousness is a probably a bad word to use it's more life so it's yeah. like things like living beings mm. observing that's yeah. probably the like although that is what consciousness is it's like a that's a bit of a pretentious word isn't it for things that are observing things mm. basically mm. well no i think you can say consciousness is living because Things that are alive have a form of conscience. Like they have a form of being aware, I suppose. Yeah. Like plants, I guess, have a form of consciousness in a way, don't they? But do they? Well, over time, that's what kind of people are trying to argue a bit yeah. more. That plants are living beings. Yeah. Because they have life. Yeah. And there's an, like, however you define consciousness, there's an element of consciousness in the fact that their roots detect things in the soil. And that to... they are in some weird way aware of each other. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, this is deep, man. And it's all like the whole, all of life and all of consciousness is connected. Yeah. We're, li we're all living in one big shared dream. Oh, is... don't go into the Matrix. <laughs> a bit like the Matrix. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're all living, like all living beings are living in a shared dream outside of the material universe. Right. And that's what Jim Tuck is arguing, is that consciousness has created the universe yeah. and it's all connected okay. and materialism is it within the con like conscious universe. Yeah. Oh, it's very interesting. And yeah, he, it's, it's like that 50 pages. That yeah. It's 50 deep. pages. He says a lot of quantum physics stuff, which is generally sound, but what Dr. Paul Cross said was, um, he's kind of, he's using the micro level. So the quantum level and, mm expanding it to the macro level when when you do that with a lot of systems and quantum physics it they fall apart so like if you have like the double slit theory and you expand that to the macro level the whole system falls apart because of extra heat and extra energy and all that kind of stuff so right in a way it's not you know it's he's using a model which doesn't really work at a macro level so like a physical i guess at a physical level yeah so it's an argument at the end of the day, mm -hmm. but yeah, mm -hmm. it's not phys it's not physics, is it? Also, he, he's it, a spiritualist. Also, it does seem it could be one hell of a vicious cycle because is that? Oh, it's going to sound really confusing now. But is being aware of other people's consciousness? Are you really aware of other people's consciousness? If you're not conscious, you're aware of other people's consciousness. How do you mean? So again, that same theory that it has to, you have to know about it or be aware of it for it to exist. Well, that's the thing, because you've got subconscious, you've got, yeah. you've got 
it's not your mind, is it? Like where he's talking about consciousness, he's talking about life. Mm. He's talking about the things that you might not know about. Like mm. we're so... Because like, for example, how would we all be connected if we didn't know we were connected? Don't know, you tell me. And that's just it. Well, that's, that's the shit that people worked out 10,000 years ago. You know, like Native Americans and, yeah. um, you know, First Nations people. Like I think there is a level and of in connection. In Africa, like all these, all these Native um, peoples, spiritualism was part of how they interacted with the earth. Yeah. Wasn't it? Like yeah. it's, and they knew things were connected. But that was at a much more basic level as in like the whole the earth gives life and takes it away and you know your whole you are literally just part of the circle of life yeah like they looked at themselves as very much the same as any other living creature on this planet you give back to the earth and you take from the earth that's how yeah it's like but a circle a lot of the stuff that they believed mm. i mean this is talking very generally but like is that there are things bigger than the material world yeah yeah yeah. there's things bigger than that yeah what connects us all and, the, you know, this is shit that they worked out 10,000 years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting. Very interesting. Anyway. It's very great, Lion King. Great, great, <laughs> yeah, very. <laughs> to summarise, it's the Lion King. It's the Lion King. <laughs> and the Matrix. <laughs> Not it's the like Matrix. Simba went into the Matrix. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, I'll just read out, like, one of his conclusions, which was, something has to be outside of the quantum system to register it, to observe it. My answer is that consciousness is outside of the quantum system, interacting with the physical universe, but also existing beyond it as it registers and creates that universe. Consciousness does not exist because the physical world does. The physical world exists because consciousness does. As Max Planck said, we cannot get behind consciousness. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's spiritual at the end of the day. It's not It's yeah. not a science. No. It's just his argument, I guess, for okay. it. Consciousness is the primary force of existence and the physical universe is secondary to it. Very good. So, yeah, that's the book. Wow. I did read it. You did. <laughs> you did indeed, sir. You did. So while I read the Jim Tucker book, mm -hmm. you also had a little task. Oh, I did. Didn't you, to do? Yeah, I did. I did the, I don't know if you remember from the last episode, we did a little bit of it on the last episode, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, I think we did 10 minutes, 10 didn't minutes we, or 5 of minutes. Of a hypnotherapy video on YouTube of how, of like, basically she tries to hypnotise you so you can access a past life. Um, and when I did it here, when we did it here, I was just like, oh, I'm on... I'm in the ocean. <laughs> yeah. a lovely time. You're like, I, I, I sense a beach. Yeah, Very nice I beach. A, I was like, just quite relaxed. Where today I took myself away and did it properly, didn't I? Oh, yeah. I got a little video that I can share on the social as well of you doing it. Did you come up and record me? Yeah. Did you? Not towards the end, right at the beginning. Was I crying? Or did no, I just no, look you, asleep? You just looked asleep. So I thought i think i fell asleep for the first five minutes of it but whatever it did it obviously worked because when i came back to being sort of more aware i was in that situation that the woman was describing so like in a nice garden and um basically she took they take you back to a childhood memory yeah so it start it starts with like just Relaxing. Getting you relaxing. Yeah. And then it said, find a childhood memory, didn't it? Yeah. Well, yes. But first of all, you have to find just like a safe place. So you create a safe place in your mind. 
So like a nice garden. Um, and then it takes you back to a childhood memory and you spend time in that childhood memory. And then you takes you back to imagining or trying to think back to what it would have been like in the womb. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which like Homer I, Simpson. Like Homer Simpson. That's the first <laughs> thing that popped into my head. Um, and then from there, you're meant to be, be like aware of like what you're hearing and like feeling and stuff. And then take you to a hallway. So you like in the womb, what could you hear? I could just hear. That was the thing for me. It was more, like I could hear a heartbeat. Yeah. That was weird. I had, I like the heartbeat was the one thing I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. Um, and just talking just like, or being aware of, being wanted I think okay it was an interesting thing for me anyway and then yeah a hallway and um, which had lots of different doors and then they said pick a door and the door I picked was a stone door is how I'd describe it like a curved stone door all right and then you meant to see a white light behind that stone door and then you go through it and then you're supposedly whatever you then experience was your part one one of your past lives right so for me i was in a forest and it was at like sunset and it was a nice day at sunset and i remember and i looked down and i had no shoes on it's bare feet barefooted and in a cotton dress um and i know i was def i know i was female that was all i could tell you really yeah and that i had um a real like intense feeling of like loneliness oh i know i just i didn't enjoy this experience so i will just say that to the people now i didn't enjoy this experience yeah it's a bit harrowing it was harrowing and when you came home because you just taken the dog out i just finished it hadn't i and i was sobbing yeah so i yeah so i felt like really intense loneliness and i just remember like begging like i just was begging for something can tell you what but begging for something and then they then said right go back to another point within this life and then the next thing I knew, I was in a stone cottage or like a stone house. And this just came really naturally Just to came you. really naturally. Just through the guided meditation, yeah. just yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. came I straight to mind. I didn't really mind. have to think at all. Um, and I was just like frantically moving from room to room looking for something or someone or like in a pure panic, pure, pure panic. And just constantly moving like around in a circle and it just kept replaying and replaying and replaying in my head. And it got quite intense, but the person doing the guided meditation or hypnotherapy or whatever was telling you that when it got, if it got scary or anything like that, to take yourself back to the garden. So I had to do that a few times. Because the weird thing was, is that all these, what I was seeing just kept replaying in my head. Right. Um, and then they then said, we're now going to take you back to how you died in that life. Oh, shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> and um, So here's a bunch of loneliness. Now you're going to die, bitch. Now you're going to die, yeah. Um, and she was like, you know, be aware of what you're feeling. If you're feeling pain, take yourself back to that garden and everything. So anywho, this is where it was weird. This is when it got weird. And this yeah. is what I got so emotional about. It was all very vague beforehand, but this is what I got very emotional about. Um, I was tied up. My hands were behind my back. And this is even you were like, oh my God. And kinky. I, kinky. <laughs> and I was very aware of there being people stood in front of me, 
but I couldn't have told you their faces, couldn't have said what they were dressed in or anything like that. They were just people. And another person that was sort of coming towards me. But the one thing, and this is what really upset me, that I was very clear was two eyes belonging to a baby boy. Mm. And I just had all I was feeling because that's the weird thing is I wasn't feeling any pain. I wasn't feeling like anything. How you'd, I guess what you'd imagine, like if you're dying, like dying. Yeah. Dying. Like you weren't, you weren't feeling the pain. No, or the- all I was fearing was like, feeling was pure fury. Like I could kill someone anger yeah. and just like the, just all I kept seeing was just looking at, and this baby must've been, what did I say? Like eight months old, eight months old. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, but the, the, he was, he was clear. Well, at least his eyes were really clear in my mind. And I was just staring at this baby and he was being held. I know he was being held by a man. That's what I could tell you. And I just had this pure like anger. And that's all that kept replaying was like a figure coming towards me and coming towards me. And then, then she said, right now you've got to float above your body and try and make sense of what you've seen. But I just were, yeah, it was very odd. And then we ended up going back to the garden to sort of chill and relax and then came out of it. But when I came out of it, I had been crying. Like yeah. I had like, and then that's when you came home and you were like, you're right. I was like, I'm not again. That was awful. Yeah. So yeah, I don't quite know what that was about. Very vivid. Very vivid. Really vivid. Well, no, really vivid. Really, really vivid. The feelings were vivid. Yeah. But the other thing it could be is it could just be my pregnancy hormones <laughs> just fucking, fucking up my brain. Just fucking with your brain. <laughs> yeah, which is more than likely. Yeah. But I was like just Yeah, before it was all peaceful and nice. It was nice. all lovely and nice last time. But now you're pregnant, it's like rage. Yeah. I mean I'm I'm, rage I'm at going the patriarchy. With the, I'm going with the theory that I got burnt at the stake. Yeah. Yeah. It huh. would make sense because I've always been attracted to anything to do with witchcraft, haven't I? Yeah. I mean, look at our house. What's in front of us right now? moons the modern guide to witchcraft <laughs> little there, book of magic there's crystals there's a there's a broom on the wall <laughs> <laughs> literally a literal broom on the wall there's ghosts. skeletons there's skulls everywhere little ghosts so i have always been there's a bit of influence <laughs> yeah so that's the thing i have always been very attracted to like witchcraft and stuff like that and obviously i am pregnant so it could just be that is my subconscious creating a very dark tail <laughs> yeah it's fucking sick though it's so weird like i didn't expect that reaction at all i thought you know you thought you do, asleep i thought because you do yoga and stuff you do yeah. meditation and yoga but that was the other weird thing didn't i say that the first forest i was in when i do my meditation section in yoga i go to a forest exactly like that see i, I must have some weird thing with me because i don't ever think that vividly I dream vividly. You do dream very vividly. But like, I, I don't have thoughts You dream more vividly than like I do. That. Yeah, I don't yeah. have thoughts like that though. Well, no, because like it's always thoughts. like an in-between stage. Because when you're meditating, it's like an in-between stage of being asleep and awake, isn't it? It's like a, you, a dream state, but you're very conscious of it. Yeah. Yeah. But mine's just very bodily. Mine's just like, mm. yeah, I'm not you off can, in my mind. You're weird. You can control your dreams as well. Well, no. I usually wake up when I do that. If you but try or, to. Or it goes into another dream. So mm. I'll be... I don't know, something going on. Inception. And very, like, this happens like a lot. I'll go, that's a dream. Like this weird Which thing's happening. Which blows my mind because I've never, ever, ever been able to do that. that. Does, I, I do it all the time. I remember doing it once as a child and still not waking up. Yeah. 
but what happens is when I do that, I go, it's a dream. I usually wake up in a dream mm. and I go into another one. That ha- I'm always going down dream levels. That's so creepy. Like in That's Inception. Inception. <laughs> yeah. But like, I, yeah, I don't ever, I sometimes wake up in the real world, mm. but a lot of the time I'm going down levels. So do you ever wake up and you're like, am I dreaming again? Yeah, a lot. Oh, that's yeah, so it's scary. It's really annoying. It's annoying. That's scary. Because I, my dreams are very boring. They're usually like, they are vivid, but they're just like, I don't know, say I've got to go to the post office tomorrow. Mm. I'll dream that I'm going to the post office because yeah. <laughs> it's front of mind and maybe some weird adventure will happen on the way. But then I'll wake up and be like, did I go to the post office? <laughs> no, I definitely didn't. I've still got to do that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was the experience and it was quite horrible to be honest. And I don't really want to do that. Yeah. Yet. Don't do that again. That's no, 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 no. You want me to do it now, don't you? I want you to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I am convinced I fell asleep for the first five minutes. So that's the other thing is I could have, it could have been dipping in and out of a dream. But you heard the voice, the guide. Yeah. I could hear the guide really clearly, really yeah. clearly hear the guide. Maybe um, you got hypnotized. Maybe. I think it's probably just my subconscious being yeah. peculiar and hormones inflicting it because as everyone knows, when you are pregnant, you do dream quite vividly anyway yeah and you do have a lot of rage in those dreams don't you yeah pregnancy dreams yes i always want to want to kill you in your dreams even when i'm not pregnant like if dream coop does something you're always like why is dream coop such an (laughs) asshole yeah he is a dick he is a dick whereas dream sammy's really nice yeah yeah sad isn't it It (laughs) she usually does stuff with me yeah stuff that you want me to do i'm not gonna do you (laughs) dirty little bastard (laughs) Uh, what was I going to say? He's going to wrap this up now so we can go to sleep. <laughs> no, the, um, so the, I'll put the, the guided meditation in the show notes. Yeah. Um, in the podcast description for this episode. So if you want so to do it. just look on your streaming service, you'll be able to find it. If you click more info or whatever, mm-hmm. you can do it yourselves at home. Let us know if you do it, whatever, all that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. It's also in the original, ep- uh, original past lives episode that we did however many moons ago. So check it out there mm-hmm. as well do it just um just be prepared that you might cry like i did yeah (laughs) the last thing that i've got to show you it wouldn't be an episode of weird parents if i didn't find some weird shit on youtube (laughs) youtube or reddit one of the two i would love to challenge you to do a whole episode without quoting reddit or youtube oh i don't think you couldn't do it no or twitter you could not do it it's just so much content okay so i didn't look for this i found it and was like it needs to go in this episode okay so i found this this guy uploads hour-long videos sometimes longer Mm -hmm. and they're just like rants right but like he gets all these visuals up and like it's very spiritual yeah but he's just like crazy insane in some way like it's very nice what he's saying but it's just like ludicrous and you'll love it because this is like an almost like an anti-vax one oh god so the the youtube user is called soul voice or one word and this video was called how humans will soon transform into angels oh if we can say aliens but okay so basically what he does is he just he can do he's doing it all live so he's just like Flicking through all these images on his desktop while he's like doing voiceover. Mm. The fact that this came up as a suggestion for you shows shows you that you've been googling some weird shit. Yeah, YouTube. I think that's what it is. My algorithm is just fucked. Yeah. They just decided to show me something. So 
away from your center guys so try to stay as much away from news breaking news it is an architecture breaking news is not a natural progression guys it is an architecture to pull you away from your engine number number 7 it's on you or behind guys you are an angel and you are about to get your wings back i can see seven anywhere in my house and it has all to do with your lungs we were all distracted as i said with our pineal gland and heart and liver i covered all the body organs is he trying to tell us that your lungs look like wings no wings to free us for yeah if you've ever heard of what the blood angel used to be then yeah they can be turned into wings during these times of we are very very near they know it guys we are very near our human evolution to becoming an angel so covid is going to evolve us into angels no the opposite they're trying to stop us becoming angels oh it's a conspiracy he immediately had breathlessness and he thought he had you know some issues but that is a natural progression your light is coming into your lungs so sometimes you will feel claustrophobic that is why i'm going to share with you an incredible herb that will an incredible herb that's going to turn you into an angel bronchial holes aeovils you know this bronchial channels to bring in more light is he so sat here like batting his wings then has he already got his <laughs> natural progression of evolution into <laughs> becoming an angel they have termed it coronavirus guys it shows your wings or ain't true please do not go to hospital if you have breathlessness it is light coming in do not go to hospital if you are breathless sir sir not as big so the push back you know push back of light to kick out what well, i mean yeah i mean body. if you are breathless really breathless and you don't go to hospital you will become an angel because you go and die <laughs> you'll be dead <laughs> yeah he does he does a lot of these videos and there's literally a point in this video this is a 2 hour video sorry oh my goodness. 2 hours of that right there's a point he literally like breaks out into like nervous laughter and like can't get through the next sentence. It can't be true. It can't be real. I think he's, he's just trying to sell some shit. I think he's trying to sell some herbs by, yeah, the, by the sounds of things. Some hallucinogenics. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'd buy some herbs from this guy. No, you wouldn't. I wouldn't allow it. I wouldn't it's going to make me it. an angel, Sammy. No, just ignore the fact <laughs> that you, you might. if you get breathless. Yeah. If you have COVID, just don't go to hospital. Yeah. Just Even smoke if, this shit. Yeah. If you're really breathless, just embrace it. Embrace it. If you see a white light, go towards it. Dear, dear me. So yeah, he's got loads of those videos. You if you need want to go to, check them out, I'll put those in the show your, description as well. You need to fix your algorithm. Have you got any final thoughts? I guess on whatever the fuck we've been talking <sighs> about today. I don't know. I just I'm quite open to the idea of reincarnation. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I'm quite open to it. What about you? Well, I, at a scientific, like physical level, mm. there must be some kind of reincarnation. You some think, kind. You think. Like, it it might not be someone's memories. It might not be their personality. It might not be, I don't know, whatever is transported into another body. Mm. But there's, like, something that travels, like... Atoms. Well, energy is never destroyed, is it? It's no, never created. It's just converted. It's just it? converted into something else. Yeah. So it goes into something else. Uh, but, yeah, I think people that talk about past lives and stuff, it's like, that's not for me. Okay. But I like all the Jim Tucker stuff about. We know you like Jim Tucker. We know you love him. He's just a lovely little man. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. So, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed that. It was good. Very good, wasn't it? Yeah, I didn't enjoy doing the past life progression, but I enjoyed the episode. 
I think in the West, we're just very spiritually constipated, aren't we? And quite disconnected at the minute. Very yeah. disconnected yeah. from it's because nature. We, also, I think it's because the West have had it had it rammed down our throats or some form of religion or something rammed down our throats for years and years and years and years and years. Yes, our generation are the one that have gone, no. Yeah, in a negative way. Yeah, we're literally just in like, a guilt no. Way. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. That's the problem. Is it was used as guilt, and anything to do with spiritualism or religion or anything like that was was used in a bad way. Yeah. So yeah, and thank you for coming to our TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. No, we're not. We're not that level. I don't think yet. We're just two lovers fumbling in the dark still. Are we? Yeah, we don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> One thing actually we didn't talk about was like psychedelic drugs, like Ugh. how that in a way like that is another way of like, oh, people say it opens their third eye. <laughs> Sam just opened her legs as she did that. <laughs> and her vagina winked at her. No, I just happened to move and you <laughs> stared at my area. But I'm, like, I'm wearing trousers, by the but way. Like the, the common thing from people that like, I don't know, take acid or take mm. DMT or whatever mm. after a trip is that like it, like a trip usually shows you something that you didn't think you... Well, you didn't know that you were looking for. So whether it's yeah, a bad or a good trip, it always shows you something that you saw. But also drugs are actually changing the chemical, like, makeup of your brain. Yeah, So obviously. the things you will see... Yeah. Like acid not, literally ne- does change your brain. Yeah, not nece- <laughs> are not necessarily real. No, that, well, that's the thing, isn't it? It's, yeah. It's not... It's not... thing is, it's not showing you something that's not real. It's changing reality for you. I don't know... If Isn't you it? saw like a little gnomey running across <laughs> in front of you while you're on acid, he's not really there, mate. He's not really there. No, but it's usually because you've, I don't know, it could be like a little bit of a vibe that you've just picked up and for some reason it turns into a little gnome man that runs across the room. A you vibe I mean? turns into a gnome man? Yeah, like it's just the way that your mind interprets right. okay. a feeling in your body. Okay. If you know what I mean? Yeah, it turns into a gnome man. <laughs> yeah, the gnome vibe. <laughs> getting, getting some gnomey maybe, vibes up in here. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe you just like, I don't know, walk past a really short guy earlier. I'm going to say. And you had a negative thought about the short guy. And then I, later on, your acid trip is trying to tell you, if, don't have negative thoughts about short men. They are very... If I, I sound like I'm projecting here. You, I'm not sure. You are. You're projecting. And if I come down, I'm five ten. If I come down one morning and you're giving me bad vibes, I'm gonna from now on call them Nomi vibes. You're giving me Nomi vibes. The Nomi vibes. The gnome well, vibes. no, that's the thing. The gnome might actually be something positive that you need to know. No, I don't think anything positive of Nomi gnomes. <laughs> that's not very nice. That's gnomist. I used to call B Nomi gnome. You did. Why did you used to call her Nomi gnome? She was like a little gnome when she was born. <laughs> Little gnome little babe. Tuffy, tufty hair. Yeah. <laughs> Put a little hat on her and give her a fishing rod. Thank you for listening today, guys. We've been the weird parents. We have indeed. That's been a really weird one. We don't usually talk this deep, no, do we? <laughs> no, I, th- I think we can just thank my hormones, making me weirder. Yeah. Yeah. That's straight up. Indeed. But yeah, make sure you subscribe to us. Yeah. Follow us on your favourite podcast app. Give Get us, us rate. on Instagram. Rate and view us, all that. You guys know what to do. Just do that shit now. Yes. <laughs> and as always, you can catch us next Friday. We do an episode every Friday. Yeah. Until... On a new weird or alternative topic. Until then, we'll see you later. See you later. Bye. See you in the cosmos. <laughs>